longest break ever. Oh my god, dude, we have we haven't done a podcast in a month. Should we do one where we like since it feels like we're starting all over again because we haven't done one in so long? Let's we can officially like welcome people this time. Yes, we are. Uh, I almost put myself in the eye. <laughs> we, I don't even know what's happening, dude. We it, it has been. There's so much to talk welcome. about. So much to t- yes, welcome everybody. There is so much to talk about. It's well. We, so last I mean, episode, we we recorded two episodes before we left town. So it's been a month. It has literally oh, been a month. Right. So then, while you were making putting your makeup on uh-huh. and not handling business, I was over here with Rick trying to figure it out. Not my department. Not your department. Not my department. But I was over here trying to figure it out. And then even Rick, who is a was like just let Renee do it. Well, he's a genius. He's a producer. The guy's super smart. I mean, and he's like uh. Yeah, I don't remember how to do this. <laughs> uh, and it's one of those things where like, oh shit, dude, if you don't know how to do this, <laughs> we're in trouble. Like, this, this is not happening. Um, but so much has happened. Well, yeah. I mean, <gasps> we, we, so we pre-recorded two episodes because we knew we were going to be traveling for two weeks. We were yes. just supposed to be traveling for two weeks. And, and not even two weeks. It was, it was going to be two weekends. Right. Right? Right. A and week then, and a half. And then the funny part is, so um, Betty, your assistant, your yes. nanny. Your, behind the scenes Betty. Behind the scenes Betty. She, you know, this was her first time to travel with us. Yes. So we were like, all right, Betty, you know, uh, we sat down with her and we go, okay, well, uh, you know, how are you comfortable traveling? And she's like, right. oh, well, I'll go Friday to Sunday. Right. That and then way, come and have some time off before yeah, we get way, back. That way you guys have me through the show days yeah so we're like great right we we uh we get to palm beach which um we love we love palm beach it always feels like a vacation the hotel is is awesome they have a great swimming pool what's it city place is that what it's called yes city place and it was under construction last time and this time it was amazing beautiful yeah and, and I, I, it was so funny because I would walk to the club. Yes. And in order to walk through to the club, because the club's upstairs, you you walk halfway, then you go up, and then you walk above. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. But then you would pass that tree. So right? it's it's kind of like, how do you explain to people what it is? It's like... Um, Courtyard type it's an shops. Mall. It's yeah, an it's an outdoor mall. mall with a beautiful central plaza that has water fountains. Right for uppity women, for bougie uppity women. <laughs> That's exactly well, who they cater to. For me, a lot yes. of comedy clubs are it, in bougie outdoor shopping malls. Yes, if you're if you're if you're a rich old lady. <laughs> That's why I married you, baby. If you're a rich old lady. Right. Which, by the way, at one point we're walking with our baby, and in the middle of the street, this lady like stops. I got to talk to you. This yeah. baby is beautiful. Uh-huh. Right. And then we're like, and then her husband, again, her husband's like, like Luann, come Luann, we're in the street, Luann. <laughs> and, and, and he's just sitting there annoyed. And she doesn't care. And she she's just like, keeps talking in the like, middle of the street. Oh, shut up, Phil. Or whatever his name is. The old man name. What a, shut up, Griffin. Shut up, Griffin. I'm, I'm, I got to see this. I don't know. Some old man name. She's like, I got to see this little baby. And we're in the middle of the street. Like, that's how entitled this woman was. People were stopped. And she was just in the middle of the street, clueless, talking to the baby. Anyway, 
So, yes, it's this outdoor mall, and they did this tree. And, Rick, we're going to have to find the tree because it's almost... I have video of it. It's almost unexplainable. Well, there's... Like, it is It is probably two and a half stories tall, and yep. it's, it's probably a few hundred feet wide. Yes. And it is... I, mean, I can't believe Vegas doesn't have one of these trees. Yeah. You, you would think that it would... You know how the Bellagio has the Botanicum there in the middle? You would think that something like this would be there. It is. It's beautiful, and... You know, as a as a dude, you walk by and you go, "Oh man, that's cool. That's really cool." So it's this massive tree, but every leaf on it is lit up in Colors. multiple LED lights. The funny part is, I would do my show, and then I would wait in the green room, and uh -huh. then I would walk back to our hotel. Uh -huh. Well, every single night that I walked back to the hotel, some poor bastard was there with his wife. <laughs> Of course, taking trying a to picture get the perfect with the tree. And, and I'd yeah. walk by and they'd yeah, be like, you get yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I definitely get it. Yeah. So Palm Beach, we love it. We were so excited to be on the road together as a family. This was our, as a oh, this was our first time as a family of four on the road together. And we did it. With, well, and, and for Delilah, who literally has not left the house poor, I mean poor thing's been a COVID baby the furthest she's gone is in the stroller around the neighborhood or the swing on the front that porch. we don't leave because yeah. you know because uh, of COVID and so this was the first time that that she got to see the world right and I mean poor thing um, it was like oh. all at once it was sensory overload yeah, she's seeing this tree for the first time right um but we get there it, every, we're so excited to be on the road oh and we we traveled me you Garrett and Delilah there without Betty. Yes. And the hardest part is the moment from the curb to check the bags in. <laughs> Can you imagine someone should record that? Oh my Where God, we dude. We look like schlepping all our luggage and car I, seats and strollers. And I feel so bad for like, Garrett because back in the day before... Delilah came into his life, uh -huh. he'd be like, hey, can I ride on the luggage? And I'm like, yeah, buddy, get on the <laughs> luggage. Like, come on. And then he'd sit on the luggage and I'd roll him around. And then now with Delilah, I'm like, look, buddy, we need you to carry things. <laughs> you got to schlep some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, carry this bag. And so he's like rolling this his bag. little backpack. He's like this. <laughs> and he's probably looking at Delilah like, oh, I used to have the life. I used to ride the suitcase, right? So we, we were able to get on the plane and I was I was so worried because Delilah has been a we're still trying to figure it out. Let's call it colicky baby. Yeah. We'll get to where we're at now. Okay. But we have this little girl who's a colicky baby, and I'm like, she's gonna scream her head off the entire flight and we're going to be those people. But yeah. you wore her in the, I wore the, her in the wrap, the little boba wrap. wrap. Yeah. And she slept the whole way. And I was like, Oh my God, thank God. And I slept, I, I was like, I'm going to go sit in front and you, I'll put you guys in the back <laughs> and I'll look at people like, Oh my God, like who brings a baby? I hear the baby's really beautiful, but who, <laughs> who brings a baby? Um, really worried about that. And, we get to Palm Beach and everything's going normal. We're just so exhausted. Right? It was, yeah. Everything was normal and, and we check into the hotel and the hotel's nice and, and we're happy. And then to talk about um, 
this. I, I, I was going to say, I feel like we're all over the, all over the yes. place already this episode. No, no, we're There's sticking. So much we want to talk about. We're sticking with Palm Beach. Okay. So then um, the week after that is Miami and it's Valentine's Day. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for you for Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. I end up through our friend Dan, Pittsburgh Dan. He sends uh, uh, his friend over uh-huh. and he brings a friend. So then we start having the discussion of, hey, fellas, what do y'all do? Is this y'all's Valentine? You know, what, right. are, y'all, what are y'all doing? Is blah, this blah. their Valentine's date night out? Right. And he goes, well, uh, one of the guys starts to talk to me about his jewelry company. And he says, you should buy something for your wife on my website. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, this guy's <laughs> trying to sell me something, which he is, right? Yeah. And then he shows me this website. And, the, and then he starts to explain what he does. And I, I had no idea. No idea. Well, you probably nerded like, out because this is like your wheelhouse. Well, no, but but I, I didn't know that in the United States of America, and I have bad news for you ladies, in the United States of America, you are not buying 100% gold for your jewelry. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's mixed with other metals. If it's 14 karat gold, you basically have 50% gold. I was going to say, are they, is that right? Are we screwing up the numbers I, or that's right? Something like that. Yeah. If, it, if, <laughs> it's, if it's 18% gold, you're looking at 75% um, gold. The carrot. The way the, the carrot, carrot translates yeah. to the percentage of 24 gold. carat is 99.9% gold. I did not realize that you could not buy that in the state. So I didn't realize that either. Only certain countries actually have 24 karat gold jewelry. So he starts to explain to me, he's like, look, if you buy a necklace, a bracelet, anything from me, yeah, it is 100% 24 karat gold. Oh, you should go get the box. It's in the garage. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because that helps too. Yeah. 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 So anyway, the guy is, the guy is telling us, telling me that not only is he going to sell me a piece of jewelry from his website, but... It is IRA approved, which means that whatever I buy from him will always be worth the price of gold. So I was like, okay. So, you know, I know my wife. Let me see. Dude, the packaging was cool, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. Look at this. Oh, and he even put... He put my name on he it, put Mr. Reno. But I, I thought that the packaging, show everybody. Yeah. I thought that the packaging was so freaking cool. I love this because I'm, to me, this is like old fashioned and timeless, the little wax seal. So I, look, knowing, knowing my wife, knowing my wife, I go, uh, and Rick, you know this. I go, Renee, look, get on this website, pick something out. Because I don't want to pick it out and then, of course, find out. That you don't like it, but isn't that cool? It looks like a book. It's like a book, yeah. But what I found cool Here. is that it explains to you um, like everything about it, right? Financial insights, pure transparency. And then your card that tells you that, like when you buy a nice handbag, the authentication card that tells you how much gold is in there and everything. Well, that's what I thought was really cool. And, 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 I, I, I buy gold. 
um, as an investment. So, well, here um, it tells you the date and the price of gold on that date. The the date and the price of gold yeah. on the exact date that you bought it. So, I, I thought it was a perfect situation for me because Renee gets over things. Like she'll just stop wearing something because oh I don't like it anymore. Well, and no, usually Steve doesn't pick out such nice gifts. You picked it out for yourself. <laughs> you jerk. You went to the website. And you picked it out for yourself. <laughs> no, but usually you would have not even like been hip to this. And I actually think this is really cool too. Well, yeah, because when you get over it or you want another piece, then we trade it in for the exact price of gold. Well, no, mostly because I know you like nerd, nerd out about gold and I feel like I can sucker you into more jewelry. <laughs> No, we'll turn that one in. No, no I'm in, keeping this in one. In three years I'm and then just keep one. upgrading. No, I'm keeping this one. I want some bangles next. Um, but anyway, it, it turned out that it was really cool to meet this guy. And I think it's really cool. And anytime I find something really cool, I like to share it with you know yeah. the people that watch the podcast. So what's the website? Uh, Mason Loria. L-A-U-R-E-A. I'll put it on my Instagram. And then Rick, if you could also put it on the thing, but I, I just thought it was a really cool thing. And then, and then the funny thing that came out of that, we're going to fast forward a week and then go back to talk about oh. our week. So, well, no, I think he was trying to make up with it. Are we going to go there yet or not yet? Why, what? why I got the beautiful piece of jewelry, what you were trying to make up for? No, we're not going to go. Th- <laughs> Stop, dude. Yes. We'll talk about that. So the funny part about that is, so in Miami, Renee does not, well, Renee knows because she picked out the necklace. She doesn't know when or where you're going to get it. So they show up with this beautiful package and blah, blah, blah. In in the green room with me is a gentleman that my management sent, uh, a professional guy, to meet with me, mm-hmm. right? And to come see the show and blah, blah, blah. Well, he's back there with his wife and his wife is wearing all this gold jewelry, right? Yeah. She's got her rings and she has like probably about 14 bracelets, right? She kind of did like She a, had a bunch that stacked on. Yeah. Right? So the the guy brings, Derek is his name. Uh-huh. He brings me the uh, the gold that, or the necklace yeah. that you're wearing right now. And he starts to explain in front of everybody in the green room, you know, how jewelry works and how when you buy stuff in the States and blah, blah, blah. And, and how <laughs> dude, and his wife is sitting there and she's like, well, what the shit am I wearing? <laughs> she's like, so you're telling me that this is bullshit? Like, her poor husband's <laughs> face. You just dude, her husband was like, thanks a lot, Steve. Like, how dare you give your wife this gift while my wife is here? <laughs> right? And it was so funny. She was like, I mean, she was. She was part kidding, part serious. Cause she- well, no, at first it was just like a natural reaction. And then when she said it, she was like, oh, can I take that back? <laughs> She's like, well, what the <laughs> shit is this? <laughs> but, but to me, and they're not, they're older than us. Uh-huh. T- to me, I didn't know. Yeah. Right? I thought you walk into a jewelry store and, you know, of course they always tell you, hey, 18 karat is better than 14 karat. Right. Right? And you go, oh, okay, well, I'll get the 18 karat. Yeah. I didn't know that you're not buying gold, gold. And the, yeah. the, that 18 karat in my mind, I'm thinking, Oh, well, if I ever have to melt these rings down and, and take it in for gold, they're not going to give you the price of gold. No, that's crazy. Yeah. 
So anyway, back to Palm Beach. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. Right? And I'm glad you like it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And what's crazy, Rick, is the weight. It is, especially with the baby, I'm not afraid to wear it with like Delilah because she's starting to grab on things right now. Like it's super sturdy and heavy. You feel it. It's, it's very heavy. Like yeah. you can definitely tell the difference, right? And then, you For know, sure. Renee wears 24 karat gold and I wear... Rubber plastic how much is how much is this rubber is this 100 percent rubber i want to know if it's 100 percent rubber but anyway I, I i thought it was a really cool gift and and i'm really glad that that he was able to deliver that gift the way that he did then i gave it to you on stage and yes went nuts. but so we we decide okay we're gonna do palm beach we're gonna stay through the week because why go back and forth right Relax. Why fly back to Texas? Yeah, is what why, you mean. why yeah. fly back and forth? Let's relax, right? Yes. So I find this hotel that is like a um, like an apartment. Yes. Right, like condos. Yes. And the reason I picked it is because it had like several pools. It had miniature golf. It had a casino um, across the street. I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring it up. That is not. I had no idea there was a casino right okay. across if the I, street. <laughs> The hotel, not that nice. The casino. No, the hotel was nice. <laughs> was, um, uh, everything was closed. Like it was basically a retirement <laughs> facility. <laughs> and the, the, the slide was closed because probably Ethel broke a hip. <laughs> it has nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> Ethel broke a hip and, and they had a meeting and, you know, they got upset. Ethel broke a hip and <laughs> on the uh, slide. So... I had no idea, Rick, that there was a casino across the street. You don't believe that. I had you no idea. You believe that. Okay. No one believes no. that. Let me ask you this, because me and Troy were going to go to the casino uh-huh. for a drink and to gamble a little bit. Right. Why would I get an Uber if I live? If I knew it was literally... Like, I felt bad. The Uber guy showed up and practically reversed into the, <laughs> <laughs> into the casino <laughs> parking lot. So then I, I like... Crab, right? Uh huh. Crab and steak are my favorite. Yes, I know. I like crab. I like I king know. crab. My favorite crab is stone crab. So we I don't. Love it. We don't do Valentine's date on Valentine's Day because you're always working. It's yes. a big comedy night, so we always try to go before the weekend and go to dinner just the two of us. So Steve says, "Let me take you to a nice crab dinner." No, nope, there's but- a nice crab restaurant at the casino. So I'm like. Okay, I'll go to the casino. He wants to take me to a nice crab dinner. It's convenient, well, right across the no, street. We yes, can go and but come I, back. When I was at the casino, it was a nice casino. Uh-huh. It wasn't a ghetto casino. No, it wasn't. It, it was, was nice. It was nice. It was nice. And I saw the they had this beautiful crab restaurant. And I go, perfect. We're going to go on a date. Because anyway, when you go on a date now, when we go on dates nowadays, especially on the road, we can't go. I mean, you know, Betty's stuck with, uh, Delilah, who's colicky. Yeah. And Garrett, we really can't go far anyway. So I was like, perfect. Yeah. We will go across the street. And by the way, it's our date. Yes, it is okay. our date. So on our date, I think I should get a little something for me and you get a little something for you. And I was okay, like, let's just cut to the chase. Y'all, he took me to a deli in the casino. The crab restaurant was closed. <laughs> You're like tiptoeing around it. No. My Valentine's date was a deli in a casino. It was a good deli though. It was like 
well, the it, food was good. It was, a, it, it was. The food was but good. But when we walked in and they're like, only the deli was open. I was no. like, he took me to a food court. I even valeted. <laughs> I, I even valeted and I told the valet Parker, I'm like, hey man, are the restaurants open? And what did he say? Yes. He said, yes, the restaurants are open. I'm like, all right, here we go. Crab. Now and, we know we have to be more specific and, next time. And, yeah. <laughs> and Renee was all dressed up. And of course, I mean, oh, I had sleeves. I, I, I wore you a shirt. You did. You wore, wore a shirt, shirt with, with sleeves. sleeves. For the, we, for the casino food court. <laughs> we ended up at the deli, dude. And and, and now we walk in and the best part is you're like, oh, you don't mind, right? What am I going to say at that point? I'm at a casino. Dude, you didn't you say shit. Parked. Your face said it all. <laughs> Your face said it all. And, and, and I was just like, look, I, I, I was like, I'm not playing this game. Like here we are. Let's make the best of the situation. Yeah, you you were selling. You were pushing the hard sell. You were like, baby, all that matters is like we're, we're together, together, right? <laughs> and I had a, it was a great roast beef sandwich. It, it actually was, and it some was very some good. good matzo ball soup. It was good. It was yeah. good. So then uh, we had drinks together, sat at the bar. Yes. Right. Yeah, but you do this thing where like. You were so, he gets so upset that I'm not excited about gambling. Don't talk to them. Talk to me. Like, you're like, get into it. You're like, get into it. No, no, no. Enjoy it. And all I'm thinking is, I have a colicky baby. I don't want to be sitting in front of a slot machine. I just want to be in my bed. No, I didn't go straight to the gambling. We sat down at the bar. We had a couple drinks. We had a cocktail drink at the bar. That's true. Right. And then, and then I go, hey. Let's go gamble a little bit since we're here. But you were so frustrated with me that I don't enjoy gambling. And like, I just don't. I would uh, much rather be in my comfy bed in my warm pajamas, you know. With then why didn't you go home? <laughs> in your, in your <laughs> On our Valentine's bed. date. <laughs> um, but it was crazy, Rick. So they don't, they don't actually have physical craps. They have a machine. Uh-huh. Right? And I, 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 when Renee said, Renee and I said, oh, that that's machine, right. I forgot this happened. I go, I'm going to bet against the house. Captain Evil's here. <laughs> like, I'm going <laughs> to, right? Yes. Rick, and I have the photograph. <laughs> Did you really take a picture of it? Seven sevens. There was a six in there in between. It wasn't like there seven was, sevens there in a row. There was six in a row. <laughs> Then a number, and then a seven, and then I took the photograph, and it kept going. People were pissed, leaving. Fuck this machine! Like people were grabbing their like, people were mad, and I'm like, <laughs> they don't know. I'm, I'm here with, I'm here with her. That's what happens. So then, but still, things are going good. We're going to the swimming pool, right? We're hanging out. It's very chill. Where? In in between Palm Beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we check into Miami. Miami. Yeah. And they put us right by, we're in Doral, to be right. specific. So another club in an outdoor shopping mall. Yes. Yeah. They put us over there. Miami is selling out like crazy. I got to say, Miami audiences are so cool. I just want to throw this out there. I know awesome. you like to film your specials in Texas, but... The Miami crowds, I think, would be so fun for a special because yes. they are rowdy. They are rowdy and they are fun and they're there for a good time. And, and you know what? I, I, you know, we, I'm friends with um, DJ Laz. Uh-huh. So for those who don't know DJ Laz, look him up. He's a he's an old school, famous 
DJ from Miami. I've known him for a very long time. I, I used to do morning radio on his radio show, and, and we've just been friends for a very, very long time. Yeah. And he came out to hang out, and it was so cool to get him on stage because he's such a big celebrity, specifically in, in Miami, you know? Yeah. So people went crazy, and it was nice to see him. And then he invited us out on his boat. Yeah. Right? So we yeah. got to go on DJ Laz's boat and, you know, with his wife. Mm -hmm. And then we docked in the Keys because he drove us out to the Keys. Yeah. And we docked to the Keys and then another boat showed up with two couples. Right? Yeah. And then Renee and I had a moment where these couples were talking Right. And the girls were dropping F bombs and like, and I go, Renee, I go, you see, there's other people like us. <laughs> and they, no, they, you were like, Miami is full of bougie women like you. <laughs> full of bougie women like you that drop F bombs. That is, it's our crowd. Yeah. 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 Uh, but ba it was, bossy, bougie women. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was such a beautiful day. And we, and Garrett had such a good time. Yeah. Garrett had a, and he was the only kid with us. Yeah. And then he stood up and sung American Pie that day. Uh -huh. He always like Garrett likes to sing. So then it was it was interesting. Oh, I have a great photo of that too. The flag on the back of Laz's boat and is was glowing, and Garrett's standing up there on the little cooler, singing or to the was. other boat. Yes. Like it was awesome. And yes. and Laz was just like he was. It, 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 he would look at me at this. He'd be like, "What's happening right now?" Like. How does this five-year-old know all the words to this, this the long, long to an song? Eight-minute song, and he sang the whole thing, and and nobody was letting it. Nobody cared that he sang the whole thing. Yeah. So then later that night, normally when Garrett gets on stage, he does his his jokes, and then he goes, "Dad, I'm gonna sing," and I was like, "What? I want to sing tonight." I'm like, oh, uh, "Okay." So we get on stage. They put American Pie on over the deal uh -huh. and Garrett sings American Pie and the crowd oh the audience in Miami starts like it's on my laughing through the song it was so good it's on my TikTok oh is it yeah yes. and, and do Garrett and like they, they're flashing the lights right uh -huh. so, oh yeah they just yeah, yeah so they're flashing great. the lights like it was a concert and, and dude Garrett's killing it the crowd is freaking loving it right yeah oh and then so by Saturday we start seeing the news we are we are due to fly out on Betty's flying out Sunday. We're, we're flying due out, to Monday. Fly out Monday morning. Yeah, and then we're yet to be canceled on Saturday. Yeah, and Texas is getting slammed. Snowmageddon twenty twenty one. Yes, they call it Snowvid. Oh yeah, instead of COVID. Oh, they're getting slammed. I'm calling my sister, your parents, my parents, going, "Hey, are you guys okay?" And they're yeah. like, "Well," and I'm looking at the weather. And um, <clears throat> road manager Timmy's girlfriend came. Yeah, and she had already been canceled. Oh, that's right. Southwest had already said you're not leaving until yeah. Tuesday because she was supposed to leave Sunday too. Right, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh crap!" Like, what's gonna happen? I'm on Laz's boat making a joke. Hey, Texas, what's the weather like? I'm in my tank top. I like, know. Sunny. I posted a picture of Garrett like playing in the pool. Because we didn't know how severe things were going to get. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, um, Saturday rolls around. and Or Sunday. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, you're not scheduled to leave until Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, I call the club. I'm like, look, we're going to have to extend our stay here. At the hotel. At the hotel. And then all of a sudden, oh, you're not getting out till... Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we had been in this hotel for a while. And I said, screw this. I go, if we're stuck here anyway. Right. Let's go to the Keys. And at that point now, Betty was stuck with us too on her oh, yeah, first Betty, trip. It's her birthday. She's got, right, she spent Valentine's Day with us. And then it's her birthday. Uh, and she, she had not planned on being with us for that. She planned on being with our family. But I'm like, I'm like, screw this, dude. Like, if we're here, right? Let's make the best of let's it. Let's make the best of yeah. it. But there, there's so much of me that I, I would have rather been home. You know me. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say, but that's you inherently. You inherently are always like, okay, we're in this situation. What are we going to do to make it so much better? Well, yeah, but but yes. But at the same time, the whole time, I'm like, I want to be home. Yeah. I want to be, I'd rather be going through it with everybody. Well, we yeah. don't know what's going on at our house. We heard the neighbor had sewage problems, you know. And well, then- and thank God for, for Jeff and Jess <laughs> because they have become such good neighbors to us. Yeah. And we've become friends with them. And I, I just feel so good about having them as neighbors because I could call. I was calling Jeff, going, "Hey, man, what's going on? Can yeah. you go to the house? Can you walk around the house?" You know, my my fear was that water was pouring in our house and yeah. we're just gone. Or like, there's sewage all over our floor, sewage or, right? Like, or, yeah. or something. Yeah. So thank God for Jeff. So we decide, okay, let's get let's distract our minds. Let's go to the Florida Keys. Right. And we found this cool, well, celebrate Betty's birthday. The last time we were in Miami, we had planned to do the keys, uh-huh. this resort specifically. Well, cause you always get booked. It's just so happens. It seems like you're always in Miami during hurricane season. And yeah, we're like, so we do it cause it's my birthday and it'll be fun. Yeah, but then it's always hurricane season. <laughs> so we were going to go to this place called Hawk K. Hawks K. Hawks K. Yeah. Right, because it's very kid friendly. They've got the the miniature golf. They've got a private ship. They've got dolphins. Dolphins. They're at the resort. Right? Yeah. So we go. Okay. Well, let's go spend the next two days there. I'm driving there, and the resort calls us and goes, "We don't have a room for you." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, I've got a newborn, a almost three month old. Yeah. I've got my five year old. I got my wife. I got." Um, uh, Betty. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean there's no room? And they're like, well, we don't know how you booked it. Cause we don't do same day reservations. And I'm like, well, I spoke to somebody there. Yeah. And that somebody told me to hang on because they don't do same day reservations. Then that somebody told me that they spoke to a manager that I'm okay to come. And now you're calling me when I'm halfway there. I know. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I go, but you're going to have to figure it out. Like, we are almost there. Yeah. So they're like, okay, so, well, okay, so we'll figure it out. And and then then I get another call from cleaning staff. And then she's like, oh, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way we're going to clean this this room for you. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious right now? Yeah. Like, is this happening? You know, but, but, but again, it's hard to complain when this is our problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So finally, somebody else calls us up and says, okay, Mr. Trevino, we're going to work to get you in because we know that you do have a baby, and but you can't check in until 7 or 8 o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, they go, you can hang out by the pool. I'm like, no, I can't. Right. Like, I have a 
A very fair-skinned child. Have a little baby. <laughs> so then they were very sweet, and they go, okay, well, we will give you a room that you guys can stay in until you're ready. So, so the baby has a place to so nap. A, well, we can change, right, and, and, yeah. and shower. So we get in there, Rick, and we sit in the in the... We get in there, we set up. Garrett and I, of course, are like, let's go to the pool. Yeah. We get dressed. Betty tells Renee. <laughs> Betty tells Renee... Put a blanket down when you change her. I was just going to put her cute little swimsuit with her little ruffles on her butt on because, and her swim diaper. That's Betty it. Betty told her her last diaper exploded. She had an exploding... <laughs> exploding butt Code hole. brown. She had, a, she had an exploding code brown. So she tells me how to do that. So then I'm like... I'm like, no, no, I'll just change it real quick. I got 30, 40 minutes. We're at the pool. And then Renee comes down to the pool and she's like... Well, um, Delilah shit all over the hotel bed. <laughs> you know the room we were only going to use for a couple of hours? The white, very perfectly made bed is just covered in yellow brown. <laughs> oh. And I love that Betty was like, I told her. And I was like, Betty, Renee does what she wants. You are going to learn no, in this house. Literally, as I was putting on her swim diaper and taking the other one off, it just like happened. All over my hands, her feet. She had it in between her fingers. And then she also, the new swimsuit, the swimsuit I was going to put on her was right next to her. So then it's all over her brand new little swimsuit. I mean, it was everywhere. So we ended up putting, she had a, she was wearing a headband that managed to stay clean. So we ended up using the headband. That was a headband? That was a, it was, it was not a tube top. I did not buy a tube top for my child. We made her headband work because that was all Rick, Renee brings my baby and it looks like she's in a bikini. In a tube top. And I'm like, why is she wearing just, and she's like, look, that's all we had and we got to figure it out. And she shit all over the freaking whole room. And I was like, and you're mad at me because I'm not answering my phone. I was like, the phone was the least oh of my, my worries. But, I didn't want to get poop all over my phone. I do want to talk a little bit about the emotions that we've been going through with Delilah. Yeah. It, it has been one of the most difficult things that I have ever had to deal with. And I mean this very sincerely. I'd rather get punched in the face four or five, six times a day than go through what we're going through. Rick, did any of your kids have colic, any of your boys? No. No, no. I, I, I don't, if, if I did, I probably... Uh, G- I was going to say, Gigi dealt with it. Yeah. Dude, no, no, no. If they had it, Rick, you would remember it. It, it has been, um, it, it's somewhat traumatic. It's, it, it's very traumatic for you. I think what the challenge has been that I can manage the colic, but I'm managing that. And so anything else like your needs, I don't care about <laughs> because I can just manage that. So that's also a problem. No, I know. <laughs> I know. It became oh. very apparent these last three weeks. Well, no, I mean, she is screaming uncontrollably it's so hard yeah because she's screaming uncontrollably losing her mind head to toe red like to the point where she's breaking out in a rash because of it and you cannot console her and then all of a sudden she burps or farts and she's fine fine-ish fine-ish yeah fine you know so then on this trip we go okay well i guess we should change formula 
Well, no, you sat me down and you were like, we have to have a come to Jesus. Like you need to admit that this baby has colic so that we can start well, solving the problem. I, and honestly, I, I honestly think that that was part of the issue. You know, part of the issue is that you were, you had this mommy denial that it wasn't colic and you were kind of in this like, Oh no, it's this or it's well, that. Well, no, because or, I think most or people. Or it's it's the outfits too tight. Or she likes to be naked when she sleeps. So I got to... Oh, and oh no, she likes to sleep on her stomach. And and no, there but, was a there was a moment where I'm like, can we get to the point where we can say, hey, this is colic, because I was reading about it and every symptom that they had that she had said sure. colic. And I wasn't reading about it. I just knew colic as like, I think, and a lot of people, we think that colic is when a baby is fussy every night from a certain time to a certain time. And that was not Delilah's pattern. So I was like, it's not colic, it's something else. So finally getting you to admit like, hey, th this is colic right. and we need to go through the steps of how to figure out how to make her life better because... It is, and it's, and, and I, I want to talk about it because I know that either, either you're somebody that is listening right now or watching right now has been through it. You had a colicky baby. Or you're going to have a baby and maybe this conversation will help you prepare for something that, that is, that you're not ever to be prepared for. I think I was talking about this with someone else and I think people who didn't have a colicky baby just think it's so silly and they're kind of dismissive of it. And they're like, oh, you just have a baby. baby cry. Babies cry. That's what they do. No, no, you know no, what no, I mean? Like, like, there's a little bit of that. I mean, it's brought you to tears. Yes. It has brought you to full-on tears. Yeah. Um, Miss Betty. I mean, just to put it into perspective, we have help. We have Miss Betty, right? And you and sometimes me. Not right? really. <laughs> Sometimes me. <laughs> Not really. I'm always making your life she, comfortable. She, I'm taking care of things. By paying Betty because then no. the baby cries and you're like, take this child. Well, One of you women, take this child. Well, no, because you guys have gotten to the point where you you find a way to, to make her somewhat comfortable. But yeah. that little girl has, well, and, and, and has worn out all three of us. Yeah. And it's hard for me because am I up physically? at night holding the baby, feeding her, consoling her. No, but we're all in the same room, right? And right. she's screaming her head off, not for five minutes, for an hour. And it's hard because I feel your stress and your anxiety and your frustration. And I'm trying to not let that affect me because obviously this little human being feels everything. She's intuitive. She knows what we're feeling. So I'm trying to not let your mood affect my mood because I'm the one holding her and I don't want it to affect her mood. Like it's just a terrible trick. So nobody's sleeping. Yeah. Nobody's sleeping. We're still having to go through our day. I'm still having to go to work where... Friday and Saturday nights, I'm not done until one o'clock in the morning and coming home so that two hours later, usually at three, I'm feeding her. She's losing her shit again. Right. Yeah. And it has been a most, I, I, you know, I, the only way that I can describe and then correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but the only way that I could describe what it's like having a colicky baby is that you are experiencing every single emotion that you own at the same time. 
Like I am scared. I am worried for my daughter. I am, I am sad for yeah. my daughter. I'm angry that we can't get this under control. Yeah. Right. I am. I have my feelings hurt. I mean, it, it is like, uh, it's just a whole from for me of, and, and I I just want to cuddle with my baby, and I want her I want her to be able to sit with me and chill and just where she I can just feel her little body and and be daddy to her, but she doesn't let you, right? So there's that emotion of, hey, this little girl's been in my life for two and a half months. I'm madly in love with her. She's super beautiful. And I can't just chill with her because she's never chill. That Well, and that's two things. One, I think you just want her to sit there and she's not that kind of baby. No, but, I want to play with her and make her laugh. But she know? does have a little sense of humor. Like when Betty and I laugh at her, she laughs back at us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she, when, when she feels well, she has a cute little personality. And for me, it's sad because I feel like you guys have not had a chance to bond well, at it's all. Hard because, it's hard because when she feels well, it's like five minutes. Yes, it's, it's a very short window. It's like five minutes, yeah. right? And by yeah. the time I get involved, she's over it. Yeah. You know, but we were on a certain formula. And then we decided to go to another formula. That didn't change anything. Well, we're trying to figure out. We know there's some acid reflux happening, but we also don't know if it's a... Because call it can be a lot of things. It can be acid reflux. It can be a food allergy. It can just be an underdeveloped gastro system because they're little and tiny and they'll outgrow it. So we, we switched to, uh, to a certain formula and then that gave her diarrhea. Every single diaper. Every diaper yeah. was like... So then Renee was like, okay, well, let's go. It had been a week of that. And then you start to worry about the baby getting dehydrated. And then she's getting this terrible, awful rash. She's still losing her shit every time. Yeah. Every time she's up. Yeah. Right. So then we moved to the middle. By the way, all of this on the road. Yeah. Yeah. All of this checking in at CV, finding the CBS. Right. Yeah. And then there's a snowstorm happening in Texas. So I don't even have any communication with our pediatrician because everything is shut down. No one has electricity or water and the office is closed. And we, American Airlines is not letting me know if we're ever going to get back to Texas. (laughs) Yeah. So then they moved me to Thursday morning, all of us. Yeah. And to fly into Texas then I was going to turn around and fly back. I mean, fly to Phoenix. But the problem was... Well, I you weren't even going to have a chance to go home. You were basically just going to hang in the out airport. in the Austin It was airport. just going to be a layover, and, right. Yeah. And then I'm, they're like, oh no, like we still don't have power. There's, there's still snow on the ground because another sto- snowstorm hit. And I'm like... Um, I talked to Adrian, our social guy, and he was like, you should at least wait till Friday to come back. He's like, it's not looking so good. Well, here. then I called American Airlines and they were like, oh no, we're going to push you to Saturday. For you and Betty and Garrett yeah. and the baby. And at that point, why are we going to be in a hotel in Florida and you in a hotel in Phoenix? Like, well, yeah, because they had already told me that they can make me, they can get me to Phoenix. Straight from Florida to Phoenix. Just yes. don't go back to Texas. Yeah. So I'm like, guys, let's like, let's just extend. And poor Betty. Like, I'm like, hey, Betty, uh, <laughs> Phoenix. And she's like, let's go. <laughs> so we load up. We go to the, well, I get there first. You flew out before we did. Yeah. So I get there at, at nine in the morning, Thursday. I've got a few hours to myself and then I have a show. Then you guys get in at midnight and then I'm by myself. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, 
Like, I'm going to be by myself. So peaceful and quiet in a hotel it's room. It's going to be peaceful and quiet. <laughs> I didn't even think about this. You're a couple of hours and then, And then I can just chill in the hotel room, yeah. right? But I couldn't. I missed you guys. I missed the chaos. I missed... <laughs> the, the traveling circus? Yes. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there like, who lives like this? <laughs> Who can, I need chaos. I need, I need my son jumping on me. I need a, a three, a three month baby screaming her head off. I need my wife giving me looks. I need Betty running back and forth. Like I, 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 I honestly felt like this kind of anxiety of. This is not normal. It wasn't normal, yeah. you know? So I really didn't get to relax. Cause I was like, where's my family? I need my, I need, yeah. I need the circus. And it, it was, you do it, need the circus. It was a very weird feeling for me. Yeah. Right. And then the funny part is we left in flip flops <laughs> and came home in flip flops. Oh, but I feel so bad saying that. I mean, I felt bad coming home with a tan. It's a reflection off the snow. <laughs> Do we get home? There's no snow on the ground. It's 68 degrees. Like not we like, still have a water boil, but for other people who are not in Texas that are watching, I just want them to know, like the situation in Texas was very, very serious. There are still people. I mean, we are still under a water boil. There's still people in this community without water. Yes. Like, but, but you know, look, I think the media scares people. I think the media always shows you the very worst and what you don't know about Texans and human beings in general is that we help each other. Oh yeah, there's definitely like communities, younger people looking after the elderly people. You know, and, yeah. um, people help each other. Our neighbor came over to check on our stuff, making sure that we're okay, right? Yeah. You know, everybody in you know everybody got through it, right? You know, now don't get me wrong, some people lost their lives for the lack of electricity. I don't know what happened, right? But we got to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Right. But but we got through it, you know, and and we made it. And, you know, well, not we, we were in Florida, <laughs> we as Texans, we as people, yeah, we, yeah, as, yeah. No, we as human beings, you know, we as, we as, um, you know, even though some people didn't have electricity, people were bringing wood to their houses to help them and so that they could burn their fireplace. And you yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, you really see this sense of community and the sense of, of people helping each other out. And I think inherently people are good. You know, and I think that when we see these natural disasters, we see the good in humans. Yeah. Right. We see people. I mean, there was a, a, a story that I read where this store owner closed, got to her store and all the bottled waters that were outside were, were gone. And she's thinking to herself, oh, my God, like I had 50 cases of water out here that I was supposed to sell. They're gone. She opens her door and $600 of people sliding money into her door here yeah. in Texas, right? And you, you hear stories like that, that to me should be out there, right? We should be talking about the the human, right? Yeah. And and the good in people and the people that, that try to do the best they can, the people that try to be um, better, yeah, right? Instead... Oh, this store got broken into and you know, well, okay. Yeah, that does happen. Right. But can we also talk about the good humans, right? Yeah. 
the the people that were driving around and bringing food to the elderly, yeah, bringing blankets to the elderly, that was happening too. Right. Let's talk about that. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. You know, and I get frustrated when when you know Christina came, your friend. Um, yesterday, mm-hmm. was it yesterday? Yeah. Or the day before. Sunday, yeah. She flew in from Los Angeles to be here because she had already planned to be here with us. And she was like, oh my God, is, is Texas just freaking losing their minds? And is it crazy? And, you know, is there any electricity? And it's, you know, is there snow on the ground? It's like, no. Yeah. There's not. And then she gets here and she's like, oh my God, everything's normal. Yeah. I mean, yes, we at this point have to boil our water the grocery stores are still a little funky yeah and i went to the grocery store yesterday and and then you hear about like like you know all the time it's like oh these evil corporations man heb is a huge corporation and oh but they're always great they're They're always helping feed america america and you know uh, there's a story where everybody at heb that was there the the power went out they they couldn't run their registers they couldn't run the registers and heb said bye Take your groceries. Take your groceries. Go home. Take care of yourselves, right? All that stuff needs to be in the news because I truly believe that human beings are good people. Yeah. That they're good inside, right? And that at the end of the day, we all help each other. Yeah. You know, and that we all look out for each other. And everything's become so polarized and so angry and so mad on social media specifically But when shit goes down, people come together. And I also believe that we live in such a great country and such a great place that that we when things are going great, we want to create drama on social media. We want to create problems when there aren't there aren't no problems. We're very lucky people. Yeah. We're very lucky people. Right? We we right now in 2021 live better than kings and queens lived does that make sense no so what are you trying to say well you go back you go back 50 100 years the way that we're living now is unbelievable you mean our modern conveniences our modern conveniences gotcha okay our lives right the the fact that on my phone i can turn up the heat the fact that i have a library and information on my phone yeah i watch tv I have AC. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I remember being a kid when my dad put in the, he bought a house that did not come with AC in South Texas. Yeah. And he bought a home without AC and yeah. homes. And I would go to grandma's house and grandma didn't have AC. Yeah. She had a window unit in her bedroom to sleep. That was all the AC for the whole house, yeah. For the whole house, right? Yeah. So, so you know, I, I, I just get frustrated because I think we live in a very, very... And we have to have perspective, right? Yeah. And when we were in Florida, I wished that I was here. Yeah. But I assure you that if I was here, I would be wishing I was in Florida. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Of, of course, yeah. And, and, and there were moments that we, even though we were tired... Even though we had been on the road and not been home. Right. We just wanted to come home. Even though we were dealing with a colicky baby, we all had to remind ourselves several times. Yeah. Hey, we are in Florida. It's warm. It's warm. We can go eat at a restaurant. We can go eat at a restaurant and our electricity is... But we had to... We literally had to remind ourselves. Right. We had to look at each other and go, hey, 
And Betty too, right? Where Betty was yeah. like, look, I'm not with my husband right now, but I'm here. Right. And they're dealing with no electricity. They're dealing with snow. They're dealing with... with seven degree weather. Seven, you know, seven to nine degree weather. Yeah. And we're here. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like the joke that I do at the end of my set about perspective. Truly having a perspective on the things that you do have. Yeah. You know. So... Uh, wanted to talk about that. And then did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? No, that's it. We talked we, about we it. We totally forgot to talk about Aztec Chevrolet. Oh, yeah, yeah. We love them. Uh, Renee and I, for South Texas, will be doing a commercial for TV. Yeah. So Aztec Chevrolet has, has uh, they're loving what we're doing. They're loving all the support that you guys are giving them. So thank you so much. I know and, someone bought the Tahoe. Yep. So the Tahoe's on its way out. So <laughs> he says he's going to give me a, a GMC Yukon uh, Denali. So that's the what we're going to drive. Yeah, that's what we're going to drive next. Um, but so thank you to Aztec Chevrolet. And, and honestly, if you're thinking about buying a Chevrolet, please hit up our friends at Aztec Chevrolet. Um, anything else? You, you had other things you wanted to talk about, you said. No, I think we talked about it. Your big thing was the date. You taking me to a casino. Take it to a damn casino. Are you I taking me to a casino? But again? but I will say that that it, this episode was really hard for me because there's so much. Oh, I feel like I know when we just touched the surface on so many things. There's so many other things we. So I want to go like back to, to doing it weekly. Yeah. So that we we can really get well, into. Well, I mean, even if we had not been out of town, Rick was without power. Places didn't have electricity. Like regardless of where we had been in the country, Snowmageddon would have. You Put the kibosh on an episode. Snowvid. Snowvid. Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. Uh, but hopefully we're back on track. Yes. And we will come back next week. We love you guys so much. Do me a favor. Please continue to share. Tag your friends in these episodes. Let people know that we exist. Please. And, and go ahead. I just, no, I was going to say, I just want to say a huge thank you to the people in West Palm and Miami and Phoenix. I mean, all your shows were sold out. People came out and they laughed and they were awesome. And it was... It was really, really cool. They embraced us. I have been very uh, emotional because, you know, again, there was this fear of people forgot. And I had not been um, to Phoenix in a very, very long time. Yeah. And Miami in a very, very long time. And Palm Beach in a very, very long time. And and we were adding shows. Um, We got that before we even landed in Phoenix, it was already sold out. Yeah. You know, Miami sold out. You know, Palm Beach sold out. So it, it has been a um, very humbling emotional experience for me, too, that, yeah. you know, it's one of those, they love me. They really, really love me. And it was yeah. a huge relief to get Delilah's first trip under our belt. Yes. So, so we'll, do, uh, we'll do it again. We're yes. going to take a break for a little bit, but we'll do it again. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we, we can't tell you enough how much we care about you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.